This is The Law School Show. Discovering the person behind the resume. Bringing you their stories and their tips on how to succeed in your legal career. Catch it all here, right now, on The Law School Show. Hi, everyone. It is the beginning of the semester for all of us. So, uh, Andrea and I thought it would be a good idea to do a reflection episode talking about our experiences in first year for Angela, and or my first year too probably, and also my experience in second year, and hopefully have some advice that would be useful for all of you going into your next year of law school. So why don't we begin? Angela, in the summer before, you first, before your first year of law school, how did you prepare? Uh, I... Such a long time ago, <laughs> but I think, let me think a bit. Um, I don't think I prepared at all, because I remember asking you, like, how should I prepare? Uh, oh, okay. And then you said, oh, just relax, because yeah. it's the last summer where you can actually just chill and not care so much about school. <laughs> yeah. And so I spent my time uh, traveling for a few months, and then I came back and just relaxed, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Oh wait, I did. I did read um, like some legal writing book, like how to write a memo, that type of thing. Okay. Just to get an idea of what they were looking for, and I don't know if that helped. 100 percent yeah but at least that gave me some sort of idea as, hmm. as to that's, what yeah. my most would look like yeah. yeah that's good yeah i would totally second that idea i what did i do that summer i didn't do anything i think you i mean just your chilled. first year yeah my first year right? yeah Before. i chilled i think i read maybe one book play games uh have fun go outside yeah yeah meet up with friends meet up with friends yeah. Because, you know, like, you want to rush your brain before you start using it a lot in first year. And, <laughs> yeah, so I would do that. Yes. And, uh, so, Angela, so then what would be one thing you would do differently if you could repeat your first year? If I could repeat my first year, I honestly think I stressed out way too much. I mean, everyone says grades are really important, mm-hmm. but you still get September to October to... And gauge where you are because a lot of professors do midterm exams and uh, those are they like fail safe because they only count 30% so that was nice um, that that made me realize like where I needed to do stuff differently if I was doing something wrong um, so I so I honestly think I should have relaxed a bit more and probably participated in a few more of those networking events because I found I was mostly too tired and just a bit too focused on the studying and the stress and managing extracurriculars that (laughs) I didn't really get a lot of time to enjoy uh, time with my friends. Right. And that's important because in first year, it's a stressful time. It's a high learning curve. So trying to find time to do things that you like is extremely important. And I think what I would add 
from my experience in first yeah. year would be to try to have a bit more of a open mind on things. Um, uh. Like what I mean by that is uh, I have a humanities background in history and poli science. So I had a pretty decent idea, at least at the time, of how to write things. Mm. But when you go into law school, especially in first year, especially for someone like me who has a humanities background, mm. you realize that legal writing and regular writing are different things. And it did take me a while to get the idea that I should be writing things a bit differently. So I think if I could go back and redo my first year, that would be probably one area that I would change. Oh, that's actually a good point because for me, like I told you before, I, I come from a business background. So in terms of writing, that wasn't a huge difference for me and right. I think for other science people it wasn't that difficult because right. we're, we're used to writing to the point and just stating the conclusion up front so so that wasn't too hard but of course yeah yeah I think it, w- it was harder for humanities people to get used to the change yeah although I think for <laughs> us it was the reading part I think for us was a bit more um familiar yeah, yeah. so uh Angela, how did you um, approach reading all those cases? Reading cases, I think um, now now I tend to first read the headnotes online if they're available, so I get a good sense of oh, okay, so generally this is what's happening, and then oh, that's the holding, um, and then after I will probably do a first skim of uh, what has happened and then um, and then later pick up the details but but I think it really depends on what you're looking for Mm. because I found like at work if I'm looking for a specific thing then I don't need to take the time to look at all the facts and detail I'll just pick out what I want through through search terms etc yeah Uh, but then for school Obviously, they want you to understand everything, so you do have to get to know the facts very well, and I think that was a really good tip that one of my professors shared, which was to focus really heavily on the facts, because then you would use those to apply to another exam question, and that that pretty much helps you like increase your grades a bit if you can put that detail. And that's a really good tip because in first year, when I was going through first year, I had a similar professor, had a professor who mm. said a similar thing. And the reason for that, at least in practice in law school, is that generally speaking, if you do get a professor who does the Socratic method, most of the questions will likely be fact-based. And because you're in first year, so sometimes you're going through a case for the first time, you're going through a legal concept for the first time, the professor's not going to expect you to have a really good um, perspective on the legal analysis. The, pers- the professor will go through the n- legal analysis mm-hmm. with you. So the one area in which you could prepare well would be the facts. And so, yeah, I would totally focus yeah. on the facts too. And usually for Socratic, what I found was they don't ask you for the decision at all yeah they ask you oh what are the facts and then someone will answer yeah and you go from there yeah 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 and i have some other so and some other tips that i would have 
that worked for mm-hmm. me when I was in law school was in first year anyway was that um, first year reading material is a lot and there's going to be times in which it's impossible for you mm-hmm. to do all the reading so I typically prioritized my readings based on the professor if they have a Socratic method or not and whether or not also if it the uh, the cases are on like online yeah, in the yeah. form of like a case summary yeah. or even if you are able to get a summary of one of your colleagues mm. so that in those crunch time when you really don't have enough time but you kind of want to still be prepared for the class just mm. in case a professor mm-hmm. asks a question then you'll be able to at least read the case summary and have an idea of what the case is about that's true but a word of caution is sometimes you might rely too much on those i guess shortcuts and then like I know for some some professors that don't do the Socratic method, a lot of classmates just ended up putting off the readings completely because the, they rely too heavily on the professor to, uh, in a way, spoon feed them with the case. And that was really dangerous because I found that a lot of my classmates who did that for that uh, type of professor, they ended up doing pretty poorly <laughs> on their midterms. So you... Even though you can kind of slack sometimes when you're like a few days, but you can't just keep relying on, on shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. And there will be some professors who organize their courses in a way in which they're not going to give you mm. all the material during the lecture. And so in those classes, you will have to do the readings eventually, especially mm. if you want to have a good summary for your, for your exam. Yeah. Great. Uh, the next question I have for Angela is, did you have difficulty with time management? And if so, how did you deal with it? I honestly never really think about the time management issues. I mean, I mean, of course, sometimes I would feel that I can't finish a case in the beginning because I didn't really know my reading speed that well. But then I found that... You just naturally adjust over time. I know it's kind of not, it might not seem like the best advice, but <laughs> but you do figure out what works for you. And for me, I think what really worked was uh, I would come to class, like I wouldn't read the cases in complete detail and know everything because a lot of times you might think that something's important, but it's not that important. And so you... you at least give like a skim or two of the case and then you go to class and you take uh, detailed notes of whatever the professor says and you go back again and then you review your notes and if you're confused then you go to tutorial where you ask the professor to clarify in class and I found if you constantly like preview review preview review then you'll end up knowing the cases so well that by the time midterms or exams hit, it'll be a breeze for you to compile your summary. Yeah. And I, I would add to that, um, that you'll find that there will be some judges that you'll be reading their decisions pretty often. Mm. And so sometimes you'll be able to decipher the judge's writing style. Uh, like, for example, um, you'll have a, sometimes you'll have a Supreme Court decision in which they'll go through an extensive analysis of the history of the legal issue. And there is a good chance that you won't need to really read that intensely 
because yeah. of the fact that you're really focused more on how the facts were applying the situation. Yeah. So uh, in those situations, I would skin that area. And so it, it's just a matter of being used to how cases are written and how they're uh, read by um, by us as, mm-hmm. as law students. Yeah. And and so it, it's just a just a, like a time thing. Of course. Yeah. And, and then some cases are really old. And so the way they write... Um, is, is something that might be hard for a lot of us to understand. Yeah. And honestly, don't worry if you don't get it. Just go to class and the professor will explain it. That's your job. So. <laughs> yeah, so so don't stress too much time over trying to understand really ancient cases like yeah. 1800s. Because that's a waste of time. Yeah. Okay. Angela, so what would be one thing that really helped you in your first year of law school? When, did you, did you, was there what, a trait that you had that you felt really helped or was there a book you read or some oh, tool? I, need to, I think uh, I kind of touched on it before but um, uh, what like I would say uh, reviewing your cases often and for me I think starting the summary earlier mm. really helped for me. Um, I know some people prefer to compile all their notes and do the final summary maybe like a week before the exam but for me I found that wasn't that effective it was better to adjust your summary as you go throughout the course and then you figure out what's the best summary yeah so I typically had a short summary which is maybe like 20 to 30 pages and then a super long one that was it could go to 100 something sometimes um, but, but of course during the, the exam, you, you just rely on your short summary yeah. and your long summary is maybe there for just the facts. If you really wanted some detailed yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would reiterate that. And, uh, I think if you have, perf- if you have courses where there is a fail safe midterm, it's a perfect opportunity to begin writing a course summary because at least I remember my first case my course my, sorry my first course summary was in public law and it was mm. terrible but then you learn from those experiences and then you learn what style works for you and it's probably more efficient to have your case summary done as you go through the course because you don't want to be overwhelmed at the end of the semester where you have a bunch of things going on and you're you don't even have your summary yet so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I also looked at a lot of different summaries. A lot of them are available online. Yeah. And you kind of just see how people structure it, and then you can either mimic or you find your own way to sort things out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that was sure. faster for sure. to do your summary. And another thing is that you'll find that, um, at least for me, I always kind of want to test drive my summary beforehand. So it'll be better. F- for you, I think it'll be better if you have a summary mm. when you're preparing for the exam so that when you're doing practice exams, you know exactly where your summary is really good and where your summary could be improved. Oh, oh yeah. I, I guess one thing that really did help me for first year of law school was I was used to writing really long exams and having to pump out a lot of stuff um, in a short amount of time. So I, I had four-hour exams before from business and like during that time it was a super crunch time four hours was actually not enough mm-hmm. but that I think really really helped me for the law exams because yeah. in law exactly you're actually fighting to uh, for the race or something like you're you're trying to squeeze in everything 
that you can into uh, a tiny exam. And obviously by hand, it's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would, yeah, like a law exam is basically like an LSAT in terms of the time crunch. Yes. The, the exam is basically testing how you're able to do legal analysis in a constrained time period. And there's going to be instances in which you're not going to be able to put down everything you want to put down for an answer. And that's just going to be facts. So, yeah. 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 So that helped. Um, so did you take, so Andrew, did you yeah. take notes by hand or computer? I tried both because oh, some of the professors were saying how, oh, taking notes by hand improves your memory, et cetera, et cetera. But <laughs> for me... I found that it was ineffective for me to take notes by hand because it was much harder to do my summary. And uh, for some professors, they lecture really, really quickly. And so taking notes by hand was, was really, really difficult for me. And, and by computer, it was just faster and more efficient. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, well, in first year, my, I had a small group professor who told us about how she did law school. And at the time, she 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 was saying how, oh, back then we didn't have laptops and we all wrote by hand. And then she showed us basically how she would write her notes. Oh. And basically, she wrote a lot of short form. Uh-huh. She, de- she pretty much developed her own way of writing words. Oh. And I did try doing writing notes for courses but Mm. it didn't work out because yeah sometimes professors speak too quickly and it's very important to get all the information as you can because you're going to be putting that in your summary and I just couldn't keep up so I always I just reverted back to using a a, a laptop and stuff and and that's fine like I don't think it's detrimental to your learning in this context because um all our s all our exams oh not all, not all of them, but almost like 90% of them are going to be open book anyway. Mm. So it's more. I think it's more important to try to have the information down and make it so that you can find that information quickly rather than try to memorize the information, yeah. in my opinion, anyway. So, yeah, but, and, and 90% yeah. of your classmates use their laptops. I There's only a few, like, I think five people in my class that I remember taking yeah. notes by hand yeah, exclusively. Yeah, and, and I... I I'm very impressed that they're able to do that. I can't. Yeah, I know. So, uh, know, well, you know, good for them. And yeah. I'm sure it's really helpful. Yeah. But, you know, when you're using a laptop, you're, make sure you're using a laptop for work. I, you know, I do remember in first year we had some students in property who were watching soccer during lectures. Oh. And, you know, we're paying $20,000 a year to come here. <laughs> at, least, at least in Ottawa we are. I know, I know in some other law yeah, schools yeah, it's a lot yeah. worse. But, you know, like, we're spending a lot of money to come here, so I think it's better that we try to focus and, you know, get our money's worth. Yeah, and it's distracting for other students, too, especially if you're sitting, like, in the first few rows and you have some sort of YouTube video or whatever playing and the people behind you are watching. It's kind of embarrassing for you, and it's bad for the others. (laughs) So, yeah, I would recommend if you really can't resist the temptation, just turn off your... Um, Wi-Fi, and that just resolves yeah. everything. Yeah. So, Angela, did you have any professors that use the Socratic method? Um, I think 80% of my professors did use the Socratic method, but it wasn't as intense as people thought it would be. I uh, Some people prefer to cold call, whereas others um, just uh-huh. uh, picked people who 
raise their hands and they would answer. So it really depends on the professor. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I had two professors in my first oh. year who did Socratic. And uh, yeah, I would basically echo what Angela said. Um, they're pretty nice. If you if if you weren't like if you couldn't answer a question, you can't answer a question. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna like grow you to death. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry too much, but I I, I did prepare more for yes. those those courses than others. So you know, you just try to adapt to their style. Yeah, but of course, um, try to answer. I mean, at least read the case and attempt to answer because it's it's super embarrassing if you. If you honestly say, "Oh, I I didn't even read the case," mm-hmm. and it it just looks really bad, mm-hmm. and sometimes professors will actually go back to you again. Yeah, and, and that's that's awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you do any moots in first year, Angela? Um. Yes, I did the Nelligan. Um, O'Brien. Moot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so that's so that's in that's in Ottawa. That's in Ottawa. Yes, that's so Ottawa, Ottawa specific. Moot. And it was, I think, 80% of the students did it in the English common law. And in terms of the hardness, it was difficult because the time was around November, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's how I designed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's forcing you to um, be really efficient with your time management and to, to read efficiently because they do give you like a thick pack. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think it was like two hundred something pages. Yeah, and and you do have to read it through. But of course, you have a partner, so so you can split that work up. Yeah, and that helped a lot. So how my partner and I did it was we would just divide up the arguments and just focus on those uh, in terms of research, so that that wasn't too heavy. And I think in total, we spent like a good day or two like a full two days okay. on writing our factum and, right. and doing that stuff but yeah it does it does take a bit of your weekends yeah off. yeah yeah i also did the moot uh the nelagan moot in first year i would recommend it for um all students who are interested mm-hmm. in advocacy yeah. Uh, especially, um, so this is this is kind of a tip for um, those students who are at, at U of O in torts. Because um, in small group torts, you do have a moot in the winter semester, and that's going to be marked. And so it's a really good idea to do the moot in the fall because you'll be doing pretty much all the same things you'll be doing in the winter, mm-hmm. but in the fall, it's not marked. So you'll be able to like have a really good idea of what the process is like how to draft the factum, how to structure it, how to make sure it's organized properly, and then at the actual mood itself, how to address the yeah. other side, how to answer um, the judge's questions, and etc. So yeah. it's a fantastic opportunity to really go to the deep end, I think, and mm. you know, really have a, like, a good taste of what being a lawyer, at least in a litig- as a litigator anyway, yeah. is about. Yeah, I think you, you kind of, you'll, you'll know a bit if you actually enjoy perhaps advocacy in the future um yeah because i had some friends who who initially thought they would want to go to court right and like and do, then, do uh, intensive mooting later and then end up realizing that they hated it oh, okay that's great <laughs> or, yeah. or like now vice you know. versa yeah. so yeah. so yeah so it's it's a good try yeah. just to see yeah. and i did find that um at least during my mock interviews with 
a few of the big firms because we have that at U right. Ottawa, and they would look at my resume and be like, "Oh, you did a moot," or they'll ask me, "Oh, did you do one?" So it's it's something that you can talk about. Yeah, especially if um, at least when I was in first year, I didn't have that much legal experience, yeah. so yeah. you just put that in there, and then there'll be a point to talk about during an interview for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, what other tips, Angela, would you give first years? What other tips? Oh, buy used books. <laughs> That's like yeah. a huge one. Unless you, you have to because the edition is completely, it's you know, it's, it's, they have yeah. a lot of changes in it. And you ask the professor and they say, oh, you have to use the yeah. new one. Then you buy the new one. But if not, then just buy the old ones because... Uh, generally speaking, even if the edition is different, it's probably just adding a few more cases. That's right. And nearly all the cases are available online. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and even professors, they might even post the new cases on yeah. Blackboard. That's right. Yeah. So for me, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to buy like a completely new one unless you seriously prefer like an untouched book. Yeah. And the professor says you have to. Yeah. And be resourceful. Like, uh, there's going to be courses where they ask you to buy a statutes book mm. in which it's basically statutes that you can find online. And you'll be paying, like, um, I had family law last year in yeah. which the statutes book was over 50 bucks. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. It was over 50. It's such a ripoff, eh? I think like, this is one is cheaper than it's only 39. Really? Yeah. Oh, they must have lowered the price because yeah. we sold so little last year. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, like, it's ridiculous. You can just, the Family Law Act is perfectly available online, and you yeah. could spend, I think, a fraction of the amount just printing the entire act yeah. rather than buying the book. And the same thing, uh, last year I took securities, mm. and the security textbook was huge, it was like 200 bucks. Like, you're not really going to use, unless you want to practice in the area, you're not really going to use it after. Yeah. So, you know, what, you know, what I did is I borrowed the book from the library for yeah. my exam, which is really when you actually need it. Mm. And some of my colleagues just printed out the sections in which we needed, we, we referred to in class, and they were fine. So, you know, be resourceful. And yeah, or, or like you said, using a, an, an older edition can yeah. work as well. That's yeah. like much cheaper i think it's like yeah half. like a statutes book yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. securities one yeah least. oh yeah but you, you have to just have to make sure with the professor that it's okay yeah um yeah, yeah. i think some I, I did have a few professors who were like no you can't because the like the like cb the cb law, right? yeah the like the you know the corporations act has changed or yeah, something yeah, and then yeah. you have to get a new one then yeah. you just have to get a new one yeah so. just wait till your first day of classes and yeah like see how it goes yeah yeah Okay, so let's talk about your coming up, your upcoming year. Yes, so yes. how did you pick your courses for second year? Um, I I kind of go a bit crazy in terms of picking courses because I like to read everything that I can about whatever that I can okay. get. So 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 I will go and check out the course outlines and yeah. figure out how they're evaluated. Okay, because personally, I don't really think the participation thing is is that much of a use for me so i try and find courses that don't have that heavy participation I see. I see mark. What you mean. yeah or or i'll look and then also look at that uh like reviews that students give of the professors just to see oh, okay so that's that's how they teach or etc and uh ask around like upper years what they thought of the course 
And obviously you have to take those with a grain of salt because everyone has a different preference. But if you gather as much information as you can, then you kind of figure out, oh, what you, what you prefer. And, and for me, um, I'm sticking mostly to the business law type of courses because that's what I'm interested in. But at U Ottawa, I think there's a lot of good opportunities in terms of branching out into niche areas like toxic torts that's a bit different yeah yeah so so look keeping an eye out for those interesting courses and taking them that's that's good oh and of course there are the those mandatory courses that you have to squeeze in so this year i squeezed in constitutional law and uh admin and and civil procedure i couldn't put in so that's for third year but that's okay because you usually get priority in third yeah third year you register first yeah Yeah, so So that's that's completely fine but yeah that's how that's how i pick courses oh but 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 do look at some clinic offerings too um and you can apply for those or, or different internships You've just been listening to The Law School Show. You can find all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or at our website at thelawschoolshow.com. If you liked what you heard, like us again on Facebook and get the latest updates from The Law School Show. Career advancing advice, right to your earbuds.